Please send Mashiach now. Maybe so. The Parsha Kedoshim, I have a drop here from a gentleman named Zus Kasal Shlita. Don't really know too much about this guy, but he does have some commentaries that he uh, kind of sources things out to put together. And so I uh, just want to give him a little shout out real quick and uh, drop this little nugget from him that he says the Torah portion Kedoshim, which is Holy Ones, after the verse, be holy because I Hashem am holy. This is called the love parasha. And Hillel the sage and one of the greatest students of his house, Rabbi Akiva, taught that it contains the heart of the Torah. So that's right. Zuzka saw in his little uh, commentary over here, ridiculousness. Uh, is bringing down, first of all, that Rabbi Akiva was from the house of Hillel, and that this Torah portion contains the heart of the Torah. And Hashem, when he says about Melech David, that he's a man after my own heart, the heart of God is holiness. Kadosh. So, and Kadosh, if we're talking Kadosh, then we're talking about Ahava which is love. So I love that little intro that uh, Mr. Zuss brought down here. And going on to another uh, contemporary of mine, Ish Pela Shlita. Uh, he's talking about, isn't it interesting when you look at Kedoshim, there's a missing Bob, and I'm like, yeah. Want to expound on that? He's like, well, no, not really. And then he just ended up reading about the letter Vav from this ridiculous book. Let me share with you one of the insights. Um, this is Ish Pela sourcing out the letter, the letter Vav. There's a book about the the mysticality of the Aleph Bates. And... Uh, this is what it says. The letter Vav, this is on his Insta Bam page, by the way. The letter Vav also possesses the function of inverting the apparent tense of a verb to its opposite. So you can take something that's past, and because you use a Vav, you can make that past actually be future. Or from future to past. This is called Vav Hahipuk. The first appearance of this type of Vav in the Torah is in the letter Vav, which begins the 22nd word of the account of creation, which is, and God said. It says, this is the first explicit saying of the 10 sayings of creation, which is Vayomer, because that's the word. It says the... The verb said being inverted from future because the word Yomer, if you put a vibe in front of Yomer, says now from the future to the past tense by the vibe at the beginning of the word. And now it says, and let there be light. And there was light. The phenomenon of light breaking through the darkness of the Zimzum, the primordial contraction is itself the secret of time. Future 
becoming past, which permeates space. This is why uh, there's an interesting thing about stars that the light in the sky that you actually see is the light of stars that have already died. So, in other words, something that we're just now seeing is a past tense thing. Like that light that's up there, that light has already went out and shown, but we're just now getting to see it. So, in actuality, the past tense of something that happened in the future is what we're currently experiencing. Such is the Vav. So, Messiah had already died before the the world was brought forth. He was already offered. And then now Messiah comes and then he's offered. Well, he's already done that before and we're just now getting to see it. So that's interesting. But anyway, in the divine service of a Jew, the power to draw for the power to draw from the future into the past is the secret of Teshuvah, which is repentance and returning to God. That's right. So we can draw from the future into the past through our Teshuvah. And that is doing Teshuvah from love, i.e. in holiness. Slika says the through Teshuvah from fear, one's deliberate transgressions become like errors. The severity of one's past transgressions become partially sweetened, but not completely changed. However, when a Jew returns in love, his deliberate transgressions become like actual merits. So we went before Hashem after we've already done something. And what we're doing now is technically the future to what we're what we have done. So through our teshuva we're making now, we take the future of the action that we just performed over here and we put it back over there in the past. And that's what the Vav represents. So, when we're looking at this Kedoshim, we're literally reaching into the future to draw it back to the past where we are now and complete the holiness that is only found in Hashem. So, the missing Vav in Kedoshim, this is what stands if we don't have the Vav in Kedoshim. We have an incomplete holiness. There's a form of holiness, but it denies its power, so to speak. But through our Teshuva, through connecting ourselves with the Mashiach, we can bring Hashem into our holiness. And this is why I was saying before that you'll cause Hashem's holiness, Hashem's righteousness to settle upon you after your death. You know, where when we die to ourselves, when we walk in newness of life, and when we repent and when we strive and press towards the high mark of the upward call in the Messiah. We're actually reaching into the future and drawing that in upon ourselves. It's like having a foretaste of the of the Alam Haba, if you will. And in the Torah Wellsprings it brings down 
You shall be holy for I, the Lord, your God, am holy. Vayikra 19.2. The word Kedoshim, for you shall be holy, is spelled with the Vav. But Kadosh, or Sika, you shall be holy, which is the word Kedoshim, is spelled without the Vav. There we go. I knew something was missing. <laughs> Pun intended. But Kadosh, as in I, the Lord, your God, am holy, is complete with the Vav. So right off the top, we can see Kadoshim versus Kadoshim, our holiness versus God's holiness. Only in Hashem do we have complete holiness, which means there's holiness if you want to do the Torah, if you don't want to be connected to God. But if you're connected to God, now you can bring about the fullness of holiness and you can access the future even in the past. Because guess what? In Hashem, doing all this teshuva, doing all this renewal, doing all this self-introspection and growing and deepening your walk with him, you're, you can cause your past transgressions to actually become merits. But it's got to be from an aspect of love. Like, you got to love Hashem so much. So, the month of ER, again, is this Vav. So, interesting that the Parsha Kedoshim is coming around during the month where the month is Vav. So, when we get involved in the month, we can enter into the holiness of Hashem. So... We must enter into Hashem's holiness. And the way you enter into something is you got to go through a door, right? Well, that's the letter Dalit, which is the number four. So here's some insights on the number four. Finding the place. It is within the context of four, within the context of the Dalit, if you will, that a place is created. And defined in the physical realm now how do you get from four to six you had a bet right so one of the things i immediately thought about is what is the word for bet dalit it's actually the word for linen and it's also the word for separation you know the word about uh, quarantine? The word about uh, it's not good to be alone? Yeah. So if you think about this, take the four and add the two, which will be the Vav. The two be like the two Torahs, um, the two Mashiachs, if you will. So that's us in our isolation and our separation Literally from the verse that says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper. And again, we talked about the spirit of truth is our helper. Hashem is with us. And then if you look at this whole aspect of linen, coming from the verse, you shall make for them linen breeches to cover their flesh. So taking the spirit of Hashem, which is likened to linen, because you know the white garments, the garments of splendor, and you're going to cover your flesh, like cover up your, your sinful ways, and you're going to be clothed in righteousness, take off the old, put on the new kind of stuff. So, this is an aspect of entering into Hashem's 
holiness. And how do we bring about a completion of Hashem's holiness in our life? Well, we got to enter in through the door with the two Mashiachs, which would be the Vav that we put in the holiness that we are participating in. And now our holiness would become Hashem's holiness because now we've entered into him. So the Jewish camp was divided into four divisions, which is again, the Dalit, the door and the month of ER being the Vav. And the way we get to the Vav is through going through the door. And it says the Jewish people, this Jewish wisdom in the numbers page 77 the Jewish people were able to express their true selves in the aftermath of the Exodus. They wandered in the wilderness, though whose barren wastelands excluded a geographical place of operation. The Jew would instead find his place within the established confines of the Torah. So in other words, remember how we talked about one of the divine names of Hashem is Hamakom, which is the place. But the place is a place that's not a part of the place because it's outside of time and space. Same thing goes for us that when we understand what is the confines of the place that we inhabit, it is the Torah of Hashem. So when you enter into the Torah of Hashem, this is what the whole month of ER is about. Like you are out in the wilderness. There is no quote unquote place for you. We're going through a barren wasteland. There's nothing here. The only thing that we have is Hashem. And that's exactly where we find our place is with Hashem. Which is namely getting into his Torah. So it says the formation of the 12 tribes was arranged such that the three tribes were represented in each four sides of the camp. A Jew finds his place in creation within the context of Torah. One who gives existence defines the place in which Jewish living is to be enacted. Torah offers man the optimal place where he can actualize his potential. The Torah is to be studied in four, group, four groups of students. Let's see here if I can go to the footnote. The four groups of students are listed out in Pirkei Avot 515 says in four times to review a topic a ravine 54b four categories of those who go to study pirkei avot 517 four types that sit before the torah sages pirkei avot 518 where it is to be studied when you're at home when you travel, when you sleep, when you arise. And it's four-pronged practical, ap practical application, which is study, teach, observe, practice. This is a place to a Jew to fulfill his destiny by developing from potential to actual. 
such as the parasha Kedoshim, is to let us know where foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. So if you're going to follow me, you need to understand that. That's what the Mashiach was saying. If you're going to follow after me, then you're not going to have a place. It's like, well, actually, you do have a place. It's called being with Hashem. Which, again, if you're in Torah, you're literally following the Mashiach. Which I feel is very comforting. Not that it's all about feelings and everything. But to look at the letter Dalit, it says Dalit is the door. Dalit is very few people know that they know about the Dalit. Ever fewer open it, for they are afraid to go inside. Dalit is also for the fourth letter. And that is why there are four doors. The first door is the Dal, the poor. It is the nevertheless proud door of the poor of a poor man's home. The second door was on our house long ago when we were slaves in Egypt. On the night when the Lord our God brought us out from there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Our fathers slaughtered the Egyptian lamb God and put the blood on the doorposts. The blood, by the way, is Dom. And we put the Dom on the Dalit as a sign. So we literally made two Dalits. Two Dalits represents the Magen David, the shield of David. So Dalit, uh, the Paleo Dalit, uh, it's two Dalits on top of each other is the Magen David. So, if you really want to put blood on your doorposts, get yourself a Magen David. There you go. And then it says, so everyone would know which God we intended to serve. There's another door. It opens. The holy ark in which the scrolls of the Torah are kept. Above it is written, Dal or Da Lifne Miata Omed. Know before whom you stand. Da means know that when you stand before the Dalit, the door, you should also stand before the judge, which is Dayan, the one who sees into your heart and the one who judges the judges of flesh and blood. The final or the final door is binding yourself to God, which is Devekut. So that he is never absent from your life. Never. Not even for a moment. There is only holiness. Get that? Only holiness through the door. It says, That is why the doors are such mysterious things. Perhaps that is also why so many people are afraid to open the door of Dalit. Devekut. See, the cool thing about the, the Torah portion, especially about Kedoshim, is this is teaching us to find our place. And when we do that, we bring about a completeness of the holiness of God, not just in our lives, but in the world. Rabbi Tonka Truck Shlita, which is Rabbi Trugman, uh, Parsha Kedoshim, it says the sages taught. That a dream follows into its interpretation. Barakot 55b. In other words, if we put a good spin on a dream and interpret it in a positive way, it will manifest positively. 
In a sense, life is very much like a dream. Daily events and occurrences are open like a door. Too many myriad interpretations. The way we experience life is ultimately determined by how we choose to interpret what happens to us. A life of holiness is ultimately the result of our choosing to to be involved with the things God has chosen to be special and holy. A life of holiness, a life of devekut, a life of being alone with Hashem, a life of being in the place that is not a part of the place, is choosing to be involved in the things that God has chosen to be special and holy. The more we surround ourselves with Torah, learn it in the original Hebrew, give honor to and enjoy the Shabbat and connect to the land of Yisrael and Yerushalayim, the more we can understand and ultimately integrate holiness into our lives. Yet, above and beyond all that we have said regarding attaining holiness, the Shloner Marebi stresses another dimension numerous times in his Netivot Shalom. Ultimately, holiness is a gift from God. You know that misinvolve in our Kedoshim? That's ultimately a gift from God when we add when we get the the vav into our holiness into our kedoshim that vav is a gift salvation is a gift mashiach is a gift torah is a gift shabbat's a gift that's the vav and when we add that vav in the kedoshim we become kedoshim like hashem is kedoshim we become holy like hashem is holy we of course have to do our part By making our will his will, by fulfilling the Torah to the best of our abilities. But ultimately, holiness is bestowed upon us from above. Now, I love that because, again, it could be a daunting task. But the thing is, is are we resolved to make Hashem's will our will? And are we studying Torah to the best of our ability? Are we observing the Torah to the best of our ability? That's what counts. And it says, by choosing a lifestyle infused with Torah, mitzvot, and good deeds, we greatly increase the likelihood of our being granted the unique and special quality we call holiness. So yeah, we strive, we strain and press towards the high mark. We we can't say we've ever attained it all. We can't ever say, oh, we're good and we're set. It's like, mm, no, you strive. Because when we are entering into holiness, it's all about the fortitude that we're bringing to it. So, are we up for the challenge? Is ultimately the will that we have, is it Hashem's will or is it ours? Is ultimately how we're studying the Torah, is it to the best of our ability? Are we doing the best we can with what we know and what we got? Or are we just kind of like, eh, I could do better, but I don't want to. Because that's that's really the door for the holiness to enter into. So, the other thing about four is that the gematria of Kadoshim is 454, which 4 plus 5 plus 4 is 13. 1 plus 3 is 4. Again, that's our MKM gematria, our 
Well, we call it the Mispar Katan Mispari. Getting down to the single digit. And when we look at the four, the again, that's all about finding our place. But 454 is also the gematria of Yakod Sham, which means we shall burn there. The place where we burn, like as an everlasting fire. Also, Kum Shaddai, arise Hashem. Those are a few things. But I want to get into the fact that 4 plus 5 plus 4 is 13, which is Echad and Ahava. So if we're seeking to be in oneness, if we're seeking to love one another, love Hashem, that's another, again, by choosing that lifestyle, we increase the likelihood of our being granted unique and special quality we call holiness. The, or, the ordinal gematria of Kedoshim is 78. And the gematria of... See, I don't, I don't think I did gematria of 78. What is wrong with me? I'll just be... I'm like, oh yeah, because 7 plus 8 is 15, which is Yah, the Yod and He of Hashem, which is the acronym of Yeshua HaMashiach. We're talking the 15 Psalms of Ascent. We're talking about the 15 steps of the Seder. So the Seder actually brought us into holiness. And so, you know, that that's what happened. And I just kind of... And 1 plus 5 is 4. So now we're back at the Dalit again. And the gematria of four, by the way, is Abba, which is what we call, which is what we call Hashem, by the Ruach Hakodesh in us that grants us the spirit of adoption. But anyway, seventy-eight though. Lechem, bread. Also, Lokim, which is the word for war, and we also have Malak, which is the word for salt. So warring with the Torah and being the salt of the earth, those all have to do with holiness. And anything else before I get out of here? Hmm. Doing a little gematria on the fly, so sleek out. Hagomel, the Redeemer. Okay, the Redeemer is our holiness. Get you some. Atbash of Kedoshim is 156. Yeah, that's right. 156 is the Gematria of Yosef and Zion and Ohel Moed. So... You want to enter into Yosef? You want to enter into the to the new Jerusalem, which is Zion? You want to enter into the tent of meeting? Walk in holiness. 1 plus 5 plus 6 is 12, which is the gematria of who? Also the gematria of Haba. Also the gematria of Zeh. And 1 plus 2 is 3. Oh, by the way, who is, is he? 
Haba is to come. Zay is in this. As in Vezot HaTorah. Like this is the Torah. So when we look at um, the 12, the 12 tribes, Kedoshim, why do we have to find our place within the, the camp of Israel? And when we find ourselves in the context of Torah and all of that, yep, there you go. Uh, the gematria of 1 plus 2 is 3, which is the gematria of Av, which is Father. All right, getting down here to the burning there, Yaakov Sham. Uh, if you look at Vayikra 6, 9, it says the altar, or in the fire on the altar, burning. So that word for Tukad is from the word yachad, which means burn or kindle. And then the word sham, you know, is like literally to set or to place. Or you can say there, like sham. And I want to bring down that uh, Yermiyahu 2329 says, It's not my word like fire, says Adonai, or like a hammer that shatters rock. And cross-reference that with the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 28 and 29. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude through this we offer up. Through this we may offer up worship in a manner pleasing to God, i.e. being holy because he is holy, with reverence and awe. For God, our God, is a consuming fire. And by the way, this is where my name Amet came from because I was like, yeah, I want to be consumed in the fire of God and I want to be all about his service. I lay my life down for him. It's like, oh, so you want to be a fire on the altar without ceasing? And that is Amet. So in the word, you're in the name, you're in the kingdom, just like Telling 106.2. Which says the above midrash speaks of our ability to praise God, but this handicap is healed. Slika. This above midrash speaks of our inability to praise God, but this handicap is healed when we study the Torah. The Torah is where God is most intimately felt. It is the kingdom where he resides. Thus the midrash teaches us one who studies Torah is at home with God. You have now found a place to lay your head, even though there's not a place to lay your head. Because you're at home with Hashem, just like we were in the wilderness. Well, in the wilderness, it says that there was no place for us. It excluded a geographical place of operation. The Jew would instead find his place within the established confines of the Torah. So, what are we talking about? talking about as long as we're consumed in the fire of Hashem and as long as we're connected to the Torah and we're attaching ourselves to Hashem walking in his holiness we're we're at home with God we're part of the kingdom and we're finding our place in the world our place in the world is to be a fire that is without ceasing also Yakod Sham could also be Yakod Shem, which means a burning name, as in Jeremiah 20, verse 9, which says, But if I say I won't mention his name or speak any more in his name, 
then is not or then it is like fire in my heart shut up in my bones i weary myself holding it in but i cannot so if you don't mention hashem's name and if you don't speak anymore in his name then you will have yakod shem the fire burning inside of you and you will weary yourself trying to hold it in you won't be able to hold it in so you obviously will have to so that that should be the case we should be just so overflowing in Hashem and that's what happens is Kedoshim you just you're just so overflowing you see Kedoshim is talking about forbidden relations talking about loving your neighbors you love yourself and all sorts of other stuff let's see what else we get into uh, we got no soothsaying we got no idolatry and cultish stuff you know and all this kind of stuff well you're so overflowing in Hashem these things don't even register with you because what benefit can you get from the occult and these other festivals and holidays and um, demonic practices that are out there? You're with Hashem. Like you're you're inside the kingdom. Hashem's is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and to all eternity. Amen. What, what other benefit is there besides Hashem? I mean, the one who created the universe and knows how it all works. And says, hey, do this. And then we realize, okay, if I do that, it brings about redemption in the world. So, like, why would you not want that? Uh, Kum Shaddai, arise almighty, arise Mem Tet. That's another gematria of Kedoshim. If you want to exalt and lift up the Mashiach, if you want to lift up the word of God that all men be drawn unto him, then... It's being Kedoshim. The word kum or kam is in uh, Devarim 34.10, which says no prophet rose or no. Bleh. I was reading interlinear. Let me read the actual. No other prophet has risen in Israel. So no other prophet like Moshe, that verse. And it says, or Hakim on this verse says, no other prophet arose. The past tense of come means that as of the time when these words were written, were writ the time these words were written, no other comparable prophet had arisen. The addition of the word owed, because it says Velokam Navi Ode. It says, the addition of this word owed means to compare that no comparable prophet would arise in the future either. So no other com comparable Navi, no other comparable prophet would arise like Moshe. So when Mashiach comes, who's supposed to be like Moshe, but greater than Moshe, he's not just a prophet. And the word Shaddai found in Bereshit 17.1, it says that, and to him, God said to him, I am almighty God, walk before me and be perfect. Well, the Ramban brings down on this verse, El Shaddai, there are two distinctive divine names, each one being independent, descriptive term. El means powerful, 
like the powers of Eli, like the powers of Moab. Shaddai means, Rashi says, there are Yod, or there are Dai, enough. Cease Adonai, which or Cease Dai, which is Shaddai. And he says that means there are enough, which means his divinity to sustain every creature. And More Nevukim, the Rambam, explains Shaddai, that is to say that he has no need for the existence of anything, nor for anything outside himself or his own continued existence. Rather, his existence is self-sufficient. Ibn Ezra, quoting the Nagid, may his memory be blessed, explains Shaddai from the root Shodad, which means vanquisher, meaning that he triumphs over and vanquishes the heavenly constellations. This is the best explanation for it refers to God's attributes of strength, which guides the world. Which the rabbis call the attribute of justice below. The reason this name is written here is that it is through this name Hidden miracles happen to the righteous. So what you're actually doing as Kedoshim is taking part in your life, you're actually raising up hidden miracles in your life. You're raising up Hashem's vanquishing your foes in your life through walking in holiness. It says that it saves their soul from death and sustains them in famine and to redeem them from the sword and war or to redeem them from the sword in war like all the wonders performed for Abraham and our forefathers and like their occurrences in the Torah in this matter like the meaning you shall be wholehearted which is tamim with Hashem your God Devarim or Deuteronomy 18:13 Written after there shall be not found among you a soothsayer, a diviner of auspicious times, one who interprets omens or sorcerer. The meaning of both of these expressions is that one should believe in his heart that God alone is all powerful. You have to think, so what if a soothsayer and a diviner or whatever comes up to you and tries to tell you something? Like namely, oh, don't follow the Torah, don't eat pork. You know, you're going to get this or you're going to get that or this is going to happen to you or this is going to happen to you. Well, who's your trust in? Is your trust in Hashem or is it in that soothsayer? Because, you know, people go to crystal ball people and palm readers, you know, or they used to anyway, but um, looking for answers. And it's just like, well, the one who has the answers is right before you this whole time. El Shaddai. So anyway, says he alone is capable of putting events into action. And annulling events. Can we say annulling events? El Shaddai has the ability to annul events. And we don't ever really act like that's a thing. We just think, oh, everything in Revelations has to happen. Everything in destruction and judgment has to happen. But yet... Hashem, especially if we're walking with him and making teshuva, uh, he can annul events.
says, and not listen to cloud readers and diviners, omen readers and sorcerers, and not believe that their words will surely come true. Rather, he should conclude with certainty in his heart that everything is in the hand of the most superior one. One who is ill, the mighty one, should die, the one who overrides natural fate. Who can do kindness even when, even when not in one's fate. And bring evil when the person's fate is good and favorable. All in accordance with the extent to which the person has walked before him. Who frustrates the signs of impostors and diviners he makes mad. This is what the rabbis meant. Abandon your astrology, etc. Shabbat 156a. Interesting that 156 again is, is one of the gematrias to Kedoshim. Uh, when you do the, I believe it is the Atbash. Correct. When you do the Atbash. So we have this whole picture here that the whole concept of Kedoshim and raising up Hashem is forsaking idolatry and entering into holiness. It says there's a precedent in modern Ivrit, Ivrit, the word Yesh Kadam. If you say Yesh Kadam, which is again rearranging the word for Kedoshim, literally means there's a precedent, i.e. a precedent hits to anticipate hasten, meet, usually for help. When we read the Akeda for uh, our Shakarit, isn't it interesting that we talk about a precedent there? It says, Our God and the God of our forefathers, remember us with a favorable memory before you and recall us with a precedent of Yeshua. Literally, it says, Uf Kadenu Bif Kudat Yeshua Verakami Mishme Kadim, which is the word Kadam uh, as in precedent. So the recollection of Yeshua as the being the precedent. So the precedent that we're asking Hashem to recall us is salvation and mercy. From the primeval, loftiest heavens. Like from the Kedem. Shemei Kedem. Recall for us the recollection of salvation and mercy from the highest of the ancient heavens. Which is the precedent for the Akida. Found in the ancient and highest of the heavens. Namely, when the Mashiach had already willingly been offered and sacrificed for us. Which should be, by the way, the precedent for our holiness. That if we're seeking to establish anything of holy concepts, holy theology or whatever, that's apart from the precedent as established by Hashem, stop what we're doing, turn around. Go to Mashiach and start from there. Because that's our precedent. That's the establishment that we walk upon is the word of Hashem. 
before the foundations of creation that was slain for us and that when we grab a hold of that and we walk into Shuva, that Hashem is going to do all sorts of amazing stuff and the Vav would be just the tip of the iceberg. And I say the Vav because remember, when we look at Kedoshim, we have our holiness versus Hashem's holiness. And if we accept the Vav, our holiness becomes Hashem's holiness. But we have to enter into that. And we have to be people who are overflowing in love and people who are overflowing in gratitude. And most of all, people who are repentant. So may we all be repentant. May we hasten the redemption. And may Hashem send Mashiach now.